0: The all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolman, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to Sports Day WA, wherever you may be listening around Western Australia. Great to have you on board. Just before we introduce our next special guest, here's a quick community update thanks to Fire Code. Be alert and be prepared this bushfire season. Stay up to date on all bushfire warnings online with the Department of Fire and Emergency Services. Visit defes.wa.gov.au. And this community update is thanks to new fire code, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions available at Bunnings Warehouse. Well, it was a big night last night, the WA Sport Hall of Fame, and this lovely lady was elevated to legend status. Three Paralympic Games. It ended in Sydney in 2000, won nine gold medals, 16 overall, twice co-captain of the Australian Paralympic team and twice the closing ceremony flag bearer. She's done everything. Uh, Also won 10 World Championship medals, including eight gold. I tell you what, it's not a bad CV when it comes to sport. And I first met this lady when she was studying at Curtin University back in the 90s. I can call it legend now. Priya Cooper, congratulations. How are you? Good. Uh, gee, you've come a long way from those days of popping into the radio station when you were trying to find out a bit more about the media landscape.
1: Oh, I know. I know. I was trying to find out how to do radio and do media, and I think I got put on the midnight shift or something. <laughs> but. <laughs>
0: Uh, saying that, can we go back to last night? Uh, what an incredible uh, acknowledgement of your career and the person you are. You're a legend in the WA Sport Hall of Fame. Now, tell us what it means to you and how the event unfolded last night.
1: So, the event was amazing. Um, there was lots of inductees. Um, And then obviously I got elevated to legend and I had my whole family there. I had loads of friends there. Uh, It was just really special for me. Um, And it's something you don't ever dream of. You don't ever think of, you know, because you just do your thing. You just do your sport. And, you know, last night was extremely special.
0: Did you have any pre-warning this was going to happen? Oh, yeah, a little bit. (laughs) A little bit. So you prepared yourself. What were your uh, emotions like when you were actually acknowledged and you had to go up to the stage uh, and accept the legend status? And and what did you say to the assembled multitude that were present there last night?
1: Um, I was extremely nervous, extremely nervous. Um, I'm the first Paralympian to be inducted um, up to legend uh, or elevated to legend. So it was very, very nerve-wracking, but what I said to them was, I guess the message I, I had was that we've all stepped on footsteps, you know, we've all stepped on, you know, people before us, and I think everyone in the room, every sports person can understand that.
0: What was interesting also when you look at your life, which has been a very colourful life and you've achieved so much, and it was certainly, again, acknowledged last night, as a youngster, as we know, you are encouraged by your mother to try out several sports after you were born with cerebral palsy, including tap dancing and ballet, but I believe it was your father (laughs) who threw you in the pool with some floaties and saying, OK, Priya, let's see how you go with swimming.
1: Yeah, look, it was it's probably both, both my parents did that. So they kind of chucked me in the pool, and it was it was my my dream, to be honest. And I, you might have read it in the West, but my dream was to be a tap dancer and to be on Young Talent Time. But <laughs> um, that was clearly not going to happen. Um, so yeah, I was just kind of we had a backyard pool, and I went in the pool, and then I was I went to school, and we had a a, a pool at the back of the school. And I got into swimming. And it was something that I could do that where I felt freedom.
0: Mm. Tell us about some of your coaches. And I had the privilege of meeting the late uh, Frank Ponter, who was so involved with, as we know, Wheelchair sports and many other of the sports when they're based out there at Osmond Park, and I used to actually go yep. frequently because I knew the president Esme Bowen very well, and I was edu- oh. and I was educated because I went to school with Esme, by the way, Priya.
1: Oh, Really? Yeah, I invited Esme, so she was there last
0: night. Yeah, we we go back a long way, and we still catch up and talk to each other regularly. But I remember oh. meeting—I remember meeting Frank on one of those occasions. He's no longer with us, but how much of a mentor was he for you?
1: He was absolutely fabulous. <laughs> Admittedly, I think he because he did swimming, he did basketball, he did field, he did all the different disciplines, and he just went—he just worked his butt off (laughs) (laughs) to make sure that we all had opportunities. And it was hilarious because um, I I quite often say, like, he he helped me with my swimming, but he always said, oh, and now you need to do some wheelchair basketball. Mate, 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 do wheelchair basketball. And I was absolutely hopeless. (laughs) (laughs) But he goes, you're a good swimmer but
0: you can play a little bit of basketball. <laughs> yeah, no, he was a lovely, lovely man. And that was great that Esme was there last night because she's put oh, so much time fantastic. and effort into wheelchair sports, hasn't she?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. She's an absolute gem.
0: Tell, take us back to when you were a 17-year-old, you made your Paralympic debut at the Barcelona Summer Paralympics uh, and you were in danger of not actually going there because of funding issues. We know a lot's changed since then. But it must have been, it would have been a huge disappointment if you didn't get to Barcelona because of money.
1: Um, yeah, look, it's, it's really hard to, because I was very young. I was 17. Um, and I didn't really know what was, what all the stuff that was going on. I think I, I grew up through the Paralympics and realised, like, what the funding issues were. And, you know, it was very hard back then. It was, like, tin rattling and... But nobody knew what the Paralympics was. You know, nobody knew what it was. I didn't even know what it was. Mm. So it was really tough back then to get the recognition. And I think what's happened in subsequent years, um, since obviously 2000 and, you know, now, uh, is that there's so much, and Tokyo was probably the best, Well, Sydney was definitely one of the best, but Tokyo definitely made its mark with the pay parity when it came to the medals. Mm. Um, So things have changed so, so much.
0: You were very uh, dominant in the 1996 Paralympic Games in Atlanta where you just excelled. You're, in fact, even more prolific than you were in Barcelona. You won five gold medals, including four individual and one team, and set two world records. Uh, What did you think about yourself after you just blitzed them in Atlanta in 1996? Uh, Did you say to yourself, I've got a hang of this?
1: Yeah, I kind of did. I I kind of went, hmm, maybe there's a thing here after Barcelona, I kind of came back here and went back to uni and, you know, did curtain radio and, you know, all that sort of stuff um, and didn't think much of it. Uh, but then in the lead-up to Atlanta, uh, I realised that, hey, this could be a thing. And then Atlanta was probably – Atlanta was probably my best game. Mm. I would have to say it was my best, best game Um it was just, I can still smell the air, you know, like I can still smell the, the warmth of the air, the humidity and, and the feel of the pool and it, it still comes back to me this day and it was just quite an amazing experience mm. and I was only 21.
0: You moved to Sydney in 1999 uh, because, as we know, Sydney had been granted the 2000 Summer Paralympics and everybody was preparing for the Games. And I believe that you were just a little bit worried because it was the Home Olympics on how the Paralympics would be received in your home country. Is that correct? Uh, not
1: not Not so much. Not so much. Um, I actually moved to Sydney because I had a dream of working in the media, which from back in 92, you can understand. <laughs> um, but so I had a dream of working in the media and um, I got encouraged to work over there. So I went over there, but it was it was just an opportunity really for me. Um, unfortunately, I had to leave my partner who had just moved over from um, South Australia and I just kind of left and went, I'm going to follow this dream. And it was one of those things where I, we kind of both went, if you don't do it in 10, 15 years' time, you might say, what if you never tried? And so I, I just gave it a go. Um, and the Paralympics was, it was the first time that the Paralympics was, You know, united with the Olympics, so so SOCOG, so the Sydney uh, Olympic Committee, Mm. was joined with the Paralympic Committee, and they just built it and built it and built it, and it was just absolutely fabulous.
0: As I said, your CV is incredible. Inducted, inaugural inductee at the WA Women's Hall of Fame in 2011 and inducted into the Sport Australia Hall of Fame in 2015. But when you look back on your sporting career, is there one moment, Priya Cooper, that really stands out for you? Is a beacon in your mind?
1: Um, I'd probably have to say that it would be the Sydney uh, gold medal. The home Olympics, it's very, very rare for an athlete to be able to have a home Olympics, a home Paralympics, Olympics, you know. Mm. Um, And so so to be at sort of, I was probably not at my peak, but (laughs) to be able to win a gold in front of a home crowd, in front of my family, in front of my, my son that you know, my son that was seven years old at the time. Um, And just to experience that whole emotion of that, that's probably most important to me.
0: Amazing. And was it true, even though you made your mark uh, in swimming, you had a fear of the open water and to overcome that (laughs) fear, you took part in the open water 20-kilometre swim to Roto? Uh, about 20 years ago. Oh, my gosh.
1: Where do, you, where do you find all
0: this stuff? Oh, well, that's my job, Priya. Is that true, that you had a fear <laughs> of the open water and you did the rotto swim and uh, the fear went?
1: Well, no, it didn't go. It didn't go, Peter.
0: Didn't
1: um, you go? <laughs> no, I did it. I did it. But my husband did it first.
0: Oh, okay. And,
1: and I was like, do you know what? I'm a distance swimmer and I must be able to do this too. So, I, the very following year, so he made it, um, the first year, which I think was 2001. Mm-hmm. And um, in 2002, I was like, I'm going to do this. And um, I've got to tell you, I first, I was so petrified. <laughs> <laughs> and the first 500 metres, I went out 500 metres, my mum's waving me off and I got a cramp in my leg, like a massive cramp, and I thought, I'm going to die anyway, but I had to keep going. So we kept going. <laughs> uh, we kept going. We, we made it.
0: <laughs> tell us about uh, your very supportive husband, uh, Rodney. I believe you've got two kids now, so uh, a big family. How's it all coming together?
1: Yeah, really good, really good. He's actually in the car driving at the moment Well me.
0: Well, say something nice about him.
1: I will. I will. No, he's fabulous. (laughs) Um, Very, very supportive. And we're just actually heading towards a Paralympic pin presentation. So he's getting his pin. We got the new pins that um, the Paralympic Australia Mm -hmm. are giving us. So he's getting his pin tonight. So
0: fantastic, fantastic. And what's Priya Cooper doing? Uh, these days, uh, of course, the Paralympic uh, days are over, but I believe you're keeping very busy, of course, involved heavily with a number of charities. Uh, you are the, uh, the, basically the ambassador for the Paralympic movement here in Western Australia. What are you doing with yourself away from that?
1: Um, I'm, I sit on a few boards, so government boards and not-for-profit boards, uh, and then just doing the kids and just enjoying life.
0: And enjoying it? And lost
1: the public speaking. So, unfortunately, we lost uh, lost Cherie Gardner. Yes. Um, So, Cherie was my manager for speaking since I was 18. Um,
0: Is is that right? Yeah, Cherie, who, of course, uh, was heavily involved in radio and was a manager of 6PR and had a lot to do with a lot of the careers of a lot of women, actually. Uh, in Western Australia who are trying to forge their profile in what was many years ago a male-dominated media landscape.
1: Absolutely. She's, She's an absolute legend. And she has mentored me since I was 18 years old. And I miss her greatly. But I still keep speaking and I remember her every single time I say any speech that I do.
0: (laughs) Mm. Priya, uh, you speak very well, and I thank you very much for spending some time with us. Say hi to Rodney, your chauffeur, and uh, congratulations (laughs) again on being uh, a legend when it comes to the WA Sport Hall of Fame. Richly deserved, and thanks for your time. Thank you so much.
1: Take care.
0: Priya Cooper joining us here on Sports Day W. I hope you enjoyed that. Just uh, an amazing, amazing lady. When you look at what she has achieved and where she's uh, come from, uh, great to have her on the program. That's the program for today. Just reminding you, you can join the Red Army this NBL season by becoming a Perth Wildcats member today. The Wildcats taking on the Cairns Taipans at RAC Arena on Thursday night uh, and we wish him the best of luck in that home match uh, thanks to Jimmy and thanks also to Paul Heath our uh, panel operator Heater this has been Sports Day WA for the Kia EV6 GT the world performance car of the year and Toolmart the complete tool centre serving WA for over 45 years I'll be back again from five o'clock tomorrow here on SEN WA